I'm just uh, just letting you know I'm going to be taking pictures. So That's if I'm funny. on my phone, I'm taking pictures. You know I'm recording, right? Okay. All right, here we go. <laughs> This is Going Boldly, the podcast. Here's your host, Russ, the big guy. Hey, welcome, everybody. Welcome, listener. This is Russ, the big guy. So excited uh, for this episode. I have two special guests today. They have a lot in common, although they don't know it yet, and that's part of the reason why they're here. Something happened is uh, even going to support my assertion that they have a lot in common, and so we'll talk about that briefly be- before we get too far into it. want to welcome my uh, sometimes co-host and guest today, Brenna Swanger. Hello. Hi, Brenna. <laughs> and uh, Brenna is a person who is pursuing her passion. Uh, she's a very empathetic person. She's an artist, and you'll learn more about that. She has been pursuing a lifelong interest in music and creativity and she supports diversity and she actually utilizes what you might have heard of grit and perseverance although I I don't know how I don't know if she knows how well she does that but we can talk about that a little bit as well and she has a couple other issues that um, we're going to talk about that her and Mike probably have in common and many creative people have actually and Mike uh, Michael Page is my guest Today, or our guest, Michael, is here in the studio. Mike, Michael, he's happy with either one. Michael is a really cool guy, and he also is a creative and has overcome lots of obstacles and is in the process of overcoming many. He is very open. He's going to share a lot with us today. There's that one listener out there who's going to be pretty surprised to be like, whoa. I'm so excited. <laughs> I can't, I can't. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be cool. And Mike's, Michael is at the point where he is following his heart, and um, he has many experiences, as I mentioned, that are going to help. And, and uh, so Michael and Brenna both are pursuing their passions or f- following their heart. Michael is painting. Michael has found himself to be a painter, and he's getting actually getting really great reception from people who want his paintings. And my favorite painting he won't give because he's just used it for his logo. <laughs> So, uh, so that's good. I mean, I'm a lifelong artist as well, and I think we recognize something in that one in that one particular creation that you made. Anyways, yeah, I like it. All right. So, what exactly are you doing? You're painting now. Tell me what you're doing. <laughs> Nothing. I, I'm just uh, I'm just painting. Um, that's not true. There's so much more to it. But uh, yeah, I'm just practicing. I've been producing so many things because I really don't know what I'm doing. No knowledge of um, anything art world <laughs> well you t- I don't know the names of the tools that i'm using i yeah. don't know the types of paint that i'm using so i'm learning as i go and i'm uh teaching myself my own techniques i'm trying not to look at any other artwork so that it right. comes straight from me instead of something else that i've seen somewhere else i don't want to like you are you're just it's coming from you so what is that what is that that's happening I've always had um, an artist in me i felt like even as a as a kid, whether it was me drawing stupid cartoons or, um, you know, whatever it was, but I had a falling out with it and got into, um, like architectural world and, and then, you know, life happened and yeah, you know, it went to the wayside and, um, I had an opportunity in life where, uh, I was able to create an environment for myself that helped me. And that included art of my friends, not mine. Um, but being in that environment with uh, my friend's artwork brought it back out of me. I just bought some paint and started screwing around. I had several done, and somebody 
uh, said I should share them on Facebook. So I did. Right. People were like, well, we like it. So <laughs> I was like, oh, well, you can have it. And uh, that's pretty much how it's been. So I've been giving it away unless I like it too much. Then you can't have it, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can't have it. It's true. Yeah. yeah. And um, so, yeah, I wasn't able to <laughs> I wasn't able to get the painting, that my first choice on the painting. But I do like the one that um, that I got. And I actually and got may, it. You know, one day I may give it to you. <clears throat> I mean, if if well, I get tired okay. of it and move on, then you're the first one on the list. You know? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Like, I get tired of them. And it's a, yeah. it's a rotating thing. Well, that's a, that's a nice one. I did them just to fill the walls in my in my house cause right it was just nothing but like bright white walls and i'm not a big fan of like bright areas <laughs> being a <laughs> ginger and yeah and, uh, whatever i just like all right but you're making artwork that's the point and uh it's yeah. it's it's um providing it's providing something for you it's mm-hmm. uh, is it purpose is it um is it just is it just joy of the painting like is it a joy of the process does it distract you from life is it like what is the it's an exercise in trusting myself okay so that, tell me more what does that mean listening to my gut yeah listening to my inner voice so you know when there's a situation in life when something's going on and yeah. there's a voice inside you that says you need to do, take action in this moment right right that that voice um I've had times in life where I didn't listen to that voice and it cost me dearly. So, um, something I've been working on and doing the art or the paintings is I don't, um, I just trust my gut. I do what it tells me to do, um, and go with it. And every time I have, it's come out beautiful. It's turned into something that I like. And that's really all it's about. I mean, other people happen to like it and I think that's cool. Um, but really it just, you know, either I like it or I don't. And usually the ones I give away are the ones I don't like. Uh, <laughs> okay. But I have, the other way I do it is I'll just make one for somebody. Yeah. That way I don't have to part with something that I'm so attached to because it's such a tight bond trusting myself into that process, which I haven't done for, you know, 44 years. Of- so we're going to talk more about that because that's really, that is an important, uh, really important thing. It's like trusting yourself. And when you haven't, when you haven't listened to that voice, Cost you, me you've, friends lives, yeah. you've done other things. So as much as you want to talk about that, we're going to get to that. That's going to be the heavy, that's going to be the heavy, that's going to be the heavy portion. All right. So Brenna, Brenna is a creative. And, um, I remember I've known Brenna for a long time. Mike, I met Mike, uh, I, I met Michael time. a few years ago at, uh, at a Toastmasters. That's where we met originally a Toastmasters meeting. And, Brenna, I've known for 23 years. Well, some may say that you've known me my whole life. I have known you her whole life. So, um, <laughs> so many of you know Brenna is actually my daughter, and we Cats share out of the bag. We share a lot of uh, adventures uh, with her touring as she, as she is a musician, and then also she has a, a music studio next door to our podcast studio, and um, and much more. From a professional point of view, we do a lot together, and. Um, we can't have a family band. This is as close as we can get to making that come true. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a musician. <laughs> I don't dare try. So uh, what I wanted to talk to, what I wanted Brenna to uh, reflect on briefly is um, her creativity. I know that she told me once, I can't not have music. And so she recognized that early in her life. And I know that even as an eight-year-old, I think maybe it might have been the first guitar lesson, but always music was part of her life before that and it was very obvious that she connected with it 
So talk about that, Brown, and talk that about it a little bit. And also maybe tie in on what Michael said because he talked about that um, that gut, listening to his gut, listening to his heart, I think is what I would, I would also describe it as. And I know that you understand that greatly. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot to be said when you – when your passion or your love is so um, deeply a part of you, right, and that um, there there is a lot in having to trust yourself to um, be able to do it in a way, right. So, te- well, tell our listener what you, also what you do. Um, like, what is how is music part of your life? What is oh. your, like? What do you do now for a living? Um, you're pursuing. I would say I'm a songwriter, musician, and producer. Okay. Um, specifically in the pop genre, um, and that's kind of my my niche. But um, and you and you write for yourself or other people. You produce for yourself or other people. You all of the above. Teach. You perform. Yes. Okay. Every- <laughs> yes to everything. Why does music have to be part of your life? Do you know? Like, is it something you can put into words, or is it one of those intangibles? It's it's very intangible. Okay. It's just a part of my identity that that is and has been and always will be. Right. So there's not much. Yeah, I didn't choose to. I didn't choose music as a career option or a passion. It it just is. When you're doing the, when you're writing, creating music, is it something that, like, once it comes to you, it's, it's like already happening, like, it's beyond your control, like, once everybody inside finally agrees on, like, that's it, like, it finally (laughs) hits you, like, yeah, yeah, and then the next thing you know, before you even have time, it's like, you're like, oh, well, I guess we're doing this, and then, exactly, um, and then you're like, (laughs) this is where I have to take a breath and, like, trust yourself and just keep going, and exactly uh, that's the same it's the same feeling yeah man that's awesome isn't it it's it's oh, probably like a really strong no intersection of, of creating music and and art. i had no idea yeah wow yeah so brenna and i have well i have gone with brenna i should say to music conferences in la and there are a couple producers there who run a i don't know like a a breakout session, question and answer type of thing. One guy answers questions very specifically, and he'll throw the ball to the second guy. And the second guy, and these are like Emmy or um, Grammy, Grammy Grammy winning producers. The second guy would be like, "Well, I don't know about that. But I just let I just want to make sure the vibe is right." <laughs> this is kind of his, almost his answer to everything, right? And Brenna just redesigned her studio so that it's. Very professional, very functional, but it also has a vibe that was very important to her. When I walked, and I just, I said I could sleep in here. I just walked Mike in there. (laughs) Mike walked in. Mike got it right away, like a nanosecond. He's like, oh, yeah, like that. I was like, oh my god, I could like sleep on the floor. It is amazing in there. Thank you. Yeah, amazing. I whispered. It uh, it has (laughs) it takes on a new life at night when the when the LED lights come on. Uh, my house is full of uh, hue lights, hue colored oh, lights. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so you guys are both you guys are both like connected to the art. Michael has come to it recently to really listen to that voice. Hearing that someone else is like Brenna has yeah. always done it it's from since when she was uh, little, uh, right. when she was a kid, and uh, continued to honor it as an adult. What have you overcome, and what do you overcome? What do you deal with to be able to continue to do this? Oh man. 
Okay. Um, the biggest thing for me, I think, is imposter syndrome. Right. And sometimes you have to sh- you have to literally write down everything you've accomplished thus far from yeah. something very small and tiny to um, a bigger accomplishment and say, no, I, I do have the tools in my tool belt to do what I'm doing and to get better at it in the future. So there's really no need to freak out about it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, but it's a constant struggle between the having the confidence of knowing that you're good at what you do and yeah. you're only going to get better, but also the other parts of your brain saying, well, you're still not here. Yes. Well, well you're ta- still not here. You know, talented people and people who are, who like to want to push themselves um, can be very critical of themselves. And oftentimes they're very aware of not only what they've done right, but also things that they need that they're missing or lacking. But maybe the average person might not even think about those things, but because the individual is, is fairly observant and, um, and connected to what they're doing, they, they see the things that they're missing. So the, the key is not to dwell on those. What's that? People don't see what we see in our, in our craft. That's true. Very true. Yeah. See what we see. Yeah, and even making the art, you you probably like you see you see all the mistakes, so to speak, quote unquote. And I embrace them. Yeah, yeah, that's well, that's amazing because that's really hard to do. Yeah, from a creative point of view, it's very difficult. It's a major hurdle. How do you afford to do this? So you're emotionally I know, or financially? Well, let's talk about both. <laughs> Every dollar that I do make off of my passion can right. be funneled directly back into it. Correct. And then, so what are some of your expenses? Financial expenses yeah. or emotional expenses? Yeah, financial. Why not? Financial. Um, gear and travel, mostly. Okay. Rent, utilities. Rent and utilities. Usual things a business might might have. Yeah. Uh, since you... I've, I've, I've chosen to operate out of a space that is not in my home. Right. So but, that the expenses come with that. Yeah. But that's kind of necessary for what you're doing. And to be able to create that environment, that vibe. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> what are right, you doing yeah. over there? I didn't really burp. It just <laughs> like came up on the inside. We'll that. edit that out. I didn't even hear it. <laughs> oh, well, good. I don't know what you're talking okay, about. Okay, cool. So what about emotionally? What were you thinking there? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I was just... Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, no, that's the good stuff. No, but, no, you left. You so, let us in to keep people hanging. Now we need to know. So emotionally, so uh, what are? There's a lot of emotional. Right. I think all of us here at the table are artistic. Yes. We all can agree, probably, that there are emotional. Um, emotional. There's a listener. We, we have a listener. Those? We have a listener on this podcast who's creative, who suffers from some of the same things that the three of us do. Yeah. And Brenna, what hit him? Hit him with some. Hit him with some real um, nugget. A real nugget. A and real how nugget. you deal with it for uh, that person's going to be like, oh gosh. oh my gosh, I deal with that same I thing. Did not know I, I was need an give answer. Advice. I well, just well, share, it's you're just not giving advice. Correct. I mean, we, we all cope in our own ways. Uh, we get stuck in our ruts of trying to cope in the same way, yeah. and eventually it doesn't help. So, hearing someone else's perspective can even like as mundane as it may be to you or I, or you may say something today where I'm like, 
son of a bitch like you know it'll <laughs> blow my mind and, and i've been fighting and struggling with this thing for 25 years so sharing. share yeah you may help mike who knows <laughs> oh yeah it's not that hard yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh all right, so I'm gonna. I since I know you, so, I'm gonna. I'm gonna mention a one thing, and you maybe that maybe you can sure, speak to okay. that. Brenna's a perf- performer. All right, yeah. she has toured the United States. I know She's where this is done going. a pub club tour in Ireland. All right, she gets on stage and she doesn't have any stage fright. Never has. Yet she has a certain amount of social anxiety. So that's believe it or not is not uncommon for creative people, but just knowing that isn't necessarily helpful for that one listener who we have who has the same issue. I have the same issue. But how do you deal with it? Do you overcome it? Do you just deal with it as it comes? Do you, do you have something that you do in advance? I make other talk, people deal with it. Talk to me about it. <laughs> I'm not kidding. How I feel. Like, um, if I don't want to go out, I don't want to go out. Yeah. I'm gonna stay, listen, you go out and you give your energy to the crowd and, and you get to be that person for a while and, you know, express and expressing is beautiful. And when you're done, you're just like ah, the the most beautiful drain you can experience. Yeah. And you don't want to be around people. So what? BFD. You can come hang out at my house if you want, but <laughs> I'm tired and I'm practicing my self-care and I'm yeah. healing. And that's it. Yeah. And when I'm ready to come out, I'll come out. And if they don't respond well to that, then they probably are not right for your tribe. Yeah. I just, well learned, I just learned about what that is called a boundary. All right. Uh, <laughs> Mike, I, Michael's just I learning just, about boundaries. I just set my first boundary at the young age of 44. Which was what? Uh, what I just told you. Oh. That exact thing. That, yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to get mad at me because I don't want to go somewhere, then stay away from me. I can come out here and I can give myself and I can share and I can share my art and um, who I am and my experiences and all that stuff. Um, and then I'm done. And if you don't like it. <laughs> Well, then I don't have yeah. to come out. and uh, People need to respect it. Yes. I respect you if you tell me I don't want to come out. I'd be like, oh, yeah. no, no worries. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to shame you and mm-hmm. guilt you and you yeah. know, try to get you to come out and do stuff you, you're not comfortable doing. So, it makes sense. Sorry, that's that's yeah. good. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Yeah, it's okay to be yourself. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the takeaway. Yeah, yeah okay that's kind of what this, yeah. kind of what yeah, a lot of this is about. Just making sure that I got my... I just ramble for nothing. They're like, what the hell is I do the same thing. <laughs> Lots of details and rambling and then I some yeah. I, I do the Wait, I do my intro statement at the end. <laughs> it was like you if I would have said it in the though, beginning, yeah. people would have known what I was talking about the whole time <laughs> instead of giving me that you glazed over look. Right. <laughs> I get that all the time from people. Oh my yeah. gosh. Brown, you had you had mentioned something one time which which kind of um it, it sort of overlaps with this anxiety issue a little bit, I guess, but you had mentioned something about today's, let's see, today was like a 20% day and, I, and I'm okay with it. Oh. You guys said something okay. like that. So speak to that a little bit because that was a nugget for me at the time. Just the way you said it, I think I understood the concept before, but the way you spoke it that day, it really hit me and I've never forgotten it. Um, yeah, so I heard this explanation from somebody um, who's okay. a, a content creator and mental health advocate Who is and that? author. Um, her name's Hannah Hart. Okay. And she, in her book, described, imagine this, you have 100% um, functioning energy. Right. Um, you have the capability to have 100% functioning okay. energy. All right. So, so that's whatever your that max. Means, whatever, whatever that, that max is, is 100%. So every day you wake up, you might not have 
full 100% that day. Okay. And it's really more of a way to visualize that um, and put it into terms of of something that's more tangible to understand because, um, you know, anxiety and, and everything is such, um, can be very hard to understand within yourself okay. um, when you're going through it. And so, you know, sometimes you wake up and it's a 10% day and all you can do is, you know, take a shower and feed yourself and drink right. water. And if you can do that on a 10% day, <clears throat> thumbs up. <laughs> and so you have to be good with that. Then you're not um, guilting yourself. You're not, um, you're not letting other people shame you or judge you. Is that part of it? That's part of it. That so was, okay. If, That's all of it, is if, loving yourself. Yeah. If, if, you're, if, you, if I'm processing the day on yeah. like 20% right. power, I'm not going to be able to go run my errands. I'm not okay. going to be able to. That's your business also. Like, you know, they don't need right. to be judging what you're doing and watching and why aren't you doing, you know. Very go, true. Go take care of yourself. I'm taking care of myself. Exactly. It's what can I do for myself on this percentage and this percentage, but yeah. not right. not feeling bad that I can't do X, Y, and Z right. if I just literally can't do it that day. Okay. All right. So that's, Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect <laughs> sense. It makes perfect ourselves. sense to me, and I've been very hard on myself. I still am, and um, some days... I, I, I think of what I think of that because I heard it from you, not from Hannah. <laughs> but um, I don't know if it's something that she thought up and the way she she um, described it, or if she got it some for someone else. But we're passing it on because it's really a, a good info and it's easy to remember. Just whatever your whatever percentage you can function at that day, just like do that, and um, I guess be happy with that. If it's a fifty percent day, do your fifty percent. Not don't do forty. Do so your fifty. Would would get something done and one of you work for or be friends with someone that is as hard on you as you are on yourselves now that's the question isn't it that's a good question say that again michael would you work for or be friends with someone that is as hard on you as you are on yourself oh wow that's the, the question no. of the day wow the listener all so, right, there's that listener out there. So if I want you to hear this. If you wouldn't work, like, we know how hard we are on ourselves. You turn that into a real person that's your boss and is all of a sudden talking to you at that way, that right. way at work. What are you going to do? Are you going to keep working for that person? No. Or this is your friend, your so-called friend or family member or whomever. If you wouldn't tolerate that person in your life, why are you tolerating it for yourself? Like Exactly. Well, how would like you separate that up. concept from like, you know, like tough love to type of thing? Like if I'm in your friend, so I'm like, dude, love. dude, get your act together. You got to do, we you, all know, you need to be doing pace. this. We all learn okay. at our own pace. I may make the same mistake 70 times, but 71, I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's how it is. That's how we learn. Yeah. They said, what's the saying? To err is human. Right. Duh. Stop yelling at us for making mistakes. We're learning <laughs> and we're improving and we're learning what not. To Our do society is very much a, a, very a, hard a mistake. Uh, oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah, shame and blame yeah. and point the finger and we need to worry about ourselves a little bit more and pay attention to how we're treating ourselves. I think yeah. it's I think it's changing. I think people are becoming more receptive to that, and and I I see a lot in business where people are understanding that. Um, no one is perfect and mistakes are a place mistakes. So quote, I'll put them in quotes, mistakes, errors in quotes. 
are the place where you learn. That's that's yeah. where you learn and grow. So, yeah. so you know, you have you to accept if them. You never make a mistake. You never learn. You just keep doing yeah. the same thing forever. Right. You and innovation. That's what innovation yeah. comes up there. In in improv, we learn that those are those happy mistakes, those happy errors you are the mistakes. They're the seeds for some amazing, amazing material. Yeah. So you you're at a place now where you are following your heart. You are you're listening to your gut. You are creating art. You f- for the reasons that we talked about, and sure. well, you can express them again if you want. The reasons that I'm doing it, yeah, we're talking about you trusting my what God. you're getting out of it, right? Oh, it's a trust issue for you. Would you agree? There's a re- that's rewarding for you, or I don't know what it is. Okay, I don't have an answer for that. All right, um, it serves its I, purpose. I feel rewarded. I feel relieved. Okay, I sleep better. Yeah, uh-huh. you have to be honest with yourself and face your truths. And that's, I think that's the hardest thing we can do. And not just like, not just face those truths, but um, go at them, learn them, understand them, break them down, take their power away. Yeah. So that um, when we get in this rut again or whatever we're stuck in, um, there's a chance for us to pull ourselves out because we'll have the knowledge, understanding of exactly what's happening, why it's happening. Um, and I mean, it's not going to stop it from happening. Um but it gives us the tools to survive and um, improve our quality of life. What do you mean like something that like you get stuck in a rut like in your head or like it's like is it living in the past or is it? Yeah, like, living in the past mm-hmm. or uh, you can't stop doing. So for me, something I've learned, uh, I was angry and uh, I didn't know why I was so angry. Okay. And understand where all this rage was coming from. And I was drunk for a long time and. My father's a drunk, and uh, there was a, an accident in the military. My roommate was killed, and my best friend were killed in uh, an accident that I could have prevented. That's where I had to learn how to trust my gut. I didn't oh boy. speak up at the time, and um, they're not here because of it. Uh, and that's my view. My therapist tells me that that's not uh, realistic. Not accurate, but that's not your realistic. view. But I know if I had spoken up or gone with them, I was all supposed to go with them, oh. um, that uh, it wouldn't have. What is that called? Survivor's that guilt, or yeah, 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 survivor's guilt. So, uh, from there, <clears throat> staying in the being in the army at the time, the way they handle things and the way they operate is uh, it's pretty narcissistic. They're pretty. Uh, they, I mean, they run on the backs of codependents. right? And um, all that did was, you know, I I was codependent coming in, and then after that. Um, and codependency is needing the only way that I could be happy is by making other people happy. My motto was, uh, like, they're like, Oh, you can't make all all the people happy all the time. And I said, watch me, you know, and I could, I could read the room. I can read people. I can predict and, um, I can take care of people. I mean, and that's what I did in the military. Um, and that's what I did with my friends. We were a really tight group. We went, um, we all learned Russian together. We had been together for over a year, um, tighten it, like mm-hmm. studying and getting beat up every day. And then finally going on to our final training. And that's when they were, that's where they passed was, uh, at that later training. So we've been together for quite a while. We were really close. Wow. Um, and, uh, once they were gone, like, uh, everything just kind of fell apart. I just started drinking and to, uh, to try and deal with the anger that I didn't know where it was coming from, but, um, it was my survivor's guilt because from there I I couldn't uh, let that 
happen again. And by, by doing that, I had to like kind of be in control, I guess. Yeah. Um, by always providing, always looking out and always making sure that everything was taken care of and that I always did it. I couldn't say no, because if I didn't listen and I didn't say no, you know, I, I couldn't, I would just go back to that area. That's kind of like and, an impossible task. Yeah. And then there were triggers with it. I mean, we had to go to court and testify and look at pictures and, um, I still have trouble like driving, looking at the road and stuff. There's triggers everywhere from it. Wow. Um, and I wasn't aware. Yeah. I wasn't, I had no idea that this was going on. And, uh, did you know what triggers were? No, I had no idea. So you've been to counseling, obviously. I know. I've been in therapy for a while, but yeah. I've only been in real good therapy for about four years. Yeah. Awesome. It's time to answer the questions. All right. We have questions. Oh, I talked over it. Double dare. <laughs> How can I repeat the devil dare? <laughs> All, right. All right. I talked over it. Okay. It's time to answer the questions. I double dare you. Who is that lady? Anyways. All right. It is time for the questions. Uh, the questions. The questions. And uh, I have several here for you guys. And you can jump right in. You can uh, you can arm wrestle each other to see who's going to go first. Or you can just kind of um, do a zipper merge like on the highway, like people are supposed to be doing. Um, so here we go. All right. Pick a number. Two, three, four, or five. I took one out because it was kind of a heavy question. We, we talked about enough heavy stuff. So two, three, four, eight. or five. Two, three, four, or five. Quick. That makes it five if you were going to pick two. It. Five it is. Okay. Thing you love the most about one of your favorite people in the world. Mike, go. These are ones where you go from the gut. You don't overthink them. Thing you love the most about one of your favorite people in the world. That's good. It's, uh, All right. Think about it. Brenna. Yeah, I have to think. That's favorite thing about. Thing you love the most about one of your favorite people in the world. You can say who the favorite person I, is if you want, but that'd be playing person. favorites. It's not really fair. I have to have a favorite person. You the wrote the them. question. <laughs> My favorite thing about my niece, who's one of my favorite people in the world, okay. is that... She's two, by the way. She She's two. So uh, she really doesn't know any better. But she <laughs> loves me unconditionally without she any other She doesn't know any better. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> that was pretty mean to yourself. It was. <laughs> Even though you're just goofing, but still. It was a goof. but oh. But the answer remains true. But it was a goof. That's the thing about kids. <laughs> kids are so innocent. They they really, they're so pure, aren't they? Yeah. And then we mess them up. What the yeah. heck? Yeah. What is wrong with us? Yep. Jeez. Mike, what's uh, the thing would, you love the most about one of your favorite people uh, in the world? She loved me unconditionally. Who did? My grandmother. Okay. Yeah. That Oh, that's a nice one. Okay. But you right. copied Brenna, but that's okay. Well, because no, you're being you. Copy away. That's okay. why we need others' perspectives. All right. Two, three, or four? One. <laughs> you want one? <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was joking, but yeah. It's all right. It was a goof. <laughs> all right. There's a listener who's feeling stuck in their life. Why is it okay, and what should they do next? Oh, because everybody feels stuck in their life. and It's uh, okay because everybody does it? Uh, everybody gets stuck in their life. Yeah. Um, it's hard for us to get unstuck because we don't have the tools. I think society and work and everything just right. keeps beating us down and keeps us in that rut. So, so they need if, a tool. They need a tool, and those tools are the people around us, our friends, the people that love us. Right. Reach out. Don't be afraid to reach out and say hi. I love you, and um, you know that. I mean, there's a thing where you're at the bottom of a hill with 
you know, 3,000 pounds of rocks and they say, all right, you have two hours to get all these to the top of the hill. Go. And you're by yourself. Yeah. You're not going to get it done. Right. But if you have people who love you, who will help you, you'll get it done quicker. It's the same thing in real life. So if you're stuck in a rut, try reaching out. It's okay to ask for help. Definitely. What if it, what if your person has burned all their bridges? Hmm. Well, then there's organizations out there that you can reach out to. Okay. You can reach out to the church. You can reach out to, if it's AA, I mean, um, I mean, you could probably even call the boys club and they'd be nice. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of love out there that we just don't see. Okay. So look, so look for some love, look for the love. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to reach out for love. Is don't right be there. afraid. Awesome. All right. Uh, two, three, or. Why don't you just go down four. in order? All right. All right. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> yep. Did you want to answer that last one, by the way? That was my that was, that was my nugget that I chimed in. If you could have a conversation with a famous person, dead or alive, who is it and why? All right, you guys are thinking to, way know. too hard on this stuff. I'm going to say Elon Musk. The dude was one of the inventors uh, with PayPal, turned that money into Tesla, um, then started SpaceX, put his freaking sports, sports car on the nose of a rocket, put it in orbit, um, is is planning to go to Mars? I believe he will with SpaceX. Created the Boring Company. I'm not so sure that one's going so well, but that was basically under, as far as I understand, like uh, connecting some major cities underground. Mm. I think he started in California. Um, Neuralink and uh, OpenAI are a couple other businesses he's in. I just think the guy's amazing, and I'd love to sit down and like learn as much as I could about how you can see the world with no limitations. I think that'd be the main thing I'd want to know. Like, and then, and then, and then step two, how do you make it all happen? I mean, these are some big things, big stuff. Anyway, that was me. I would want to talk to Lady Gaga. Okay. And, uh, I would want to, I would want to pick her brain about how she became so insightful and got such a beautiful soul. Uh, She's one of the most amazing people I've ever heard talk or read anything she's written. Um, Man, her heart is just incredible. And I would love to know how, how, you know, how she maintains with all, all the attention and all the nonsense that surrounds her. But and physical her ailments is still just, ah, it's unbelievable. Can so, you think yeah. of a, something in particular that really impressed you? Like, um, was there an instant or um, an anecdote or something that you remembered that would relate to this or she's just grounded around love. Um, she, her, words seem to focus around that yeah and it just resonates with me to no end yeah i know that you've talked about this a lot of times love and and it's interesting because uh because i really picked up on that a lot from you uh i really did and um again it was just a something that i've always it's always been there but it was just a way to put a label a label on it i guess and and really distill it down to something and i use it in my sales training just like you know it's just when you love people and serve people then they want to be part. They want to be part of you, and you know you can benefit them with things that people can tell you're offering you're at that peace they with need yourself, and you're walking your path, and you know not beating yeah. yourself up when you're not on that path exactly. Awesome, you know. Yeah, nice. Brenna. Um, if you could have I, a conversation with a famous person, dead or alive, who and why? Go. I'm going to pick Hannah Hart. Okay, you had mentioned. Is that who you'd mentioned earlier? Yes. The twenty percent day. Yes. All right. What makes her interesting? Um, let's see. So many things. 
Okay. <laughs> what do you identify with her or what does uh what what would you want to talk why would you want to talk with her? She has um been a person I've looked up to for many years now and she is another person who is just so grounded in love and and spreading love and she's so insightful and um a big advocate for mental health and mm. and equal rights and yeah. I would and she's so funny and <laughs> and um I've been watching her content for years and I read her book and right. I, What's the name of the book? Do you remember? Buffering. Buffering? It's a great read. It's a memoir. Okay. Um and she was a big important part of me figuring out my identity and okay. I would love I would probably I would probably internally combust at <laughs> a conversation with her. Awesome. All right, so that was some uh, some good insights from our guests, uh, from Brenna and Michael. And uh, you might think, uh, listener, you, you think about it yourself. Like if you could uh, have a conversation with a famous person, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Uh, it might give you some insight into um, if you're follow, following your heart, like what is it in you that um, is dying to get out there that needs to be nurtured, right? That your brain keeps keeps um, distracting you from or, or telling you that um, – isn't valuable or that you don't deserve. So some heavy stuff to think about. Just a simple question can really lead you into some, uh, some really, really good introspection and some, uh, some light bulbs might go off. So I want to thank you for listening. Um, thank our guests, uh, Brenna and uh, uh, Brenna Swanger. Uh, if some people want to connect with you via social media or whatever, I know that you're basically on everything. I'm on everything. All you have to do is look up my name. And what should They'll they look up? Me. You or, or your studio name? Oh. They'll find me. Yeah. Okay. Our Very Waverly easy. Manor Studios is your recording studio, yes? Yes. Any other, Anything else? What are some of the bands you're with? Um, She's a Spy, Breakfast it's, for Dinner. Okay. She's a Spy is your band, right? That's correct. Okay. You write the music. Yeah. Okay, got it. What are the other bands? What do you do? Breakfast for Dinner. Okay. I'm the drummer. Your drummer. Anything else? You're not in any other ones right That's now. That's it for now. Uh, Michael, do you want people to <laughs> do you want people to contact you in any way? If you guys want to see my art, I post it all on Instagram. I'm uh, the Stonedest Wolf. Wait, what is it? The Stonedest Wolf. Okay, this is new for me. I didn't know this. Oh yeah, all the Stonedest. All, all one word, yeah, lowercase. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> all I do is just post pictures of my yeah. paintings as I make them. Uh, <clears throat> if anybody's interested, you know, just. Send me a message. And, and basically I'll, you're giving out free paintings you, as of today. Yeah or no. It, <laughs> uh, if I say no, I'll be very happy to make one for you. Oh, and, my gosh. Uh, I also ship them anywhere. I'll, I pay for shipping as well. So, Oh, my uh, gosh. You know, don't be shy. I'm always, uh, I love the idea of uh, sharing that uh, experience and the energy that comes with it with other people. All right. That's awesome. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank uh, thanks. Oh, go ahead, Mike. What was it? Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, thank you for coming in. Really, I do appreciate thank it. Thank you. It's really time. cool. I like talking awesome. with you. Um, thank you to Michael and also to Brenna. Uh, a lot of good nuggets in our uh, show today. And you can connect with these people, you know, if, you, if you've if you got some questions or something. I mean, they're they're really cool people. So I think you would uh, you'd definitely benefit from that. All right, until next time, it's Russ. That concludes another episode of Going Boldly. Let me know how I can make this show even better. Leave a comment. Send me a DM. 
I read everyone personally, and I do my best to respond to each and every one of them. And I'm certain you know at least one person who needs this podcast. There's some information in it that we have value to that person, so please share it with them. Subscribing means you will not miss an episode, and it will be easier for me to schedule guests because I can show them that the audience is growing. So please, subscribe. It will benefit us all. As a thank you, I'll be awarding prizes. And to keep you on your toes, the winners will be randomly selected from names I find in those comments, DMs, and subscribers. Prizes might be Going Boldly merch or products supplied by my guests or just something random and fun, but you have to comment, DM, or subscribe to be eligible to win. And finally, this is Russ the Big Guy saying thanks for listening. Go boldly, keep at it, and wash your hands.